Yeah, it's Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. And I think that's why Mason in Ireland, LZ, asked us mm-hmm. to have a sing-off on Tuesday of this upcoming week. They didn't exactly lay it down for tomorrow, but there's a Laker game tomorrow evening. And then Monday, I guess they didn't lay it down there either. So, yeah, Tuesday would seem about right. But I thought they wanted time to rehearse, LZ. That's what I thought. Well, if you may recall a couple of performances by some of our colleagues in the past, rehearsal might be a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to work hard on it this weekend. I really want to win. <laughs> you want to win? Yeah, I want to win. Why? Why? I, don't know. I, I mean, I was the first one to jump in. I was the first one to go, I'm in. I'm in. I'll have a sing-off on Holiday Spirit songs. I'm in. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I am uh, interested in hearing what a psyched-up, I'm-trying-to-win cap sounds like. Don't forget, by the way, Jewish guys singing Christmas songs. Don't forget about that part of it, you know? Eh, well, I'm kind of used to that part. I got you. Hey, LZ, um, speaking of Mm. Christmas, um, let me ask you a very quick question, and I want to jump right into what happened last night with the Lakers and then what's going to happen tonight with the Raiders and the Chargers. But let me ask you this. Do you get a lot of holiday cards a lot of people sending you mail, like snail mail. You get a lot of holiday cards? I, I get a fair share. I do. Okay. I do. do you send holiday cards? I do not. Mm. I am not a sender of cards. Mm-hmm. You feel any guilt when you receive, but you don't send? Nope. Mm. What do you do I, with the cards when you're done with them? Like, what, like do, you, do you hold on to them? What do them, you do? Hold, hold on to them. We have cards for from you know friends from years we can see their kids growing up and you know through the cards and it's nice and it's cute which automatically leads to the question well, why don't you want to do that and the, the matter of the fact is is that i'm just not a card guy yeah i was a card guy when i was married because my wife was a card girl and uh, now uh, that i'm like a single guy a single dad i'm like no I, I i first of all to get the card would be hard enough for me but then to, mm-hmm. I don't know where everybody's addresses are. And then to like get stamps and have to send, forget it. I got no bandwidth for that. <laughs> it's, it's true, right? None. It's so true. Like I just don't want to plan, schedule, do a photo shoot, send it off to whichever company you want to use to get them done and print it out and then have them return to you. And then go through the process of handwriting a note. And like, I just don't want to do all of that. Yeah. I'd much rather just send you an Amazon gift card and a quick text and say, you know what? I see you when I see you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I got all these cards. I'm sitting on a whole stack of cards right here. I feel terrible. I didn't send anybody any cards and I'm going to throw them all out when Christmas is over. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Sorry. All right. So, so LZ, let me, uh, let me jump right in. Let me, let me jump right into last night. Were you watching intently as the Lakers were in Phoenix taking on the Suns? I absolutely was. And I was looking for one thing and one thing only. Defensive rotations. Mm -hmm. With so many new bodies playing a lot of minutes, offense is not the problem. Offense won't ever be the problem. When you have LeBron, offense will never be a problem. (laughs) You can score when you need to score, generally speaking. But defense, being able to be in position, working cohesively as a unit, especially attacking shooting guard like a Devin Booker coupled with a savvy veteran like Chris Paul, and then, of course, the big man, you know, DeAndre Aiden. It was how is this team moving defensively at this stage of the preseason? And I got to tell you, man, I was like, ain't nobody beating us this year. Mm. 
Because if we sliding our feet and communicating and moving one unit on defense in a season game like this, and we're just getting to know each other on the floor because we've had so many different pieces that have been shipped out and new ones brought in. We're still working with Marcus Saul and you know these other and other guys, Trez and stuff like that. And I'm like, we're rotating and covering space like this, and we haven't even really been together yet. Oh, ain't nobody winning this year but us. Nobody. I'm not sure how you feel. Well, I feel like um, you watch the game with a very analytical eye. And I watch the game looking for the story. Uh, it's just the way I feel about sports. You know, I'm, I love the story more than the, the actual game itself. And I got to say that I was watching the Kuzma THT thing. And I'm, I, maybe I'm making this up in my head, but I just feel like, like there's so much hype all of a sudden in the preseason for THT. And when I look at Kuzma and I heard his postgame interview, I feel like he's so annoyed by the whole thing. And I just, I'm looking at this and I'm going, is one guy going to take minutes from the other guy? Are they going to split time? Are they both going to ultimately be here? I don't know. What, what did you think about the, the Kuzma performance and the THT performance? Well, I, I thought that they played well together, which is a really good sign because if it works out, you know, that Kuz is able to stay with us. I know that he's constantly part of like the rumors of being traded and stuff like that. But if it works out that he gets to be a Laker for much longer and THT continues to develop. Don't you feel good in knowing you got a, you know, a 20 and a 25 year old Lakers, baby Lakers who are starting to like work together and pair and will be able to be maybe, maybe, maybe twos and threes for an AD once AD's 30. Like I started thinking like that. Like what if what we're seeing right here is just the beginning and they can actually be on the court together at the same time and be this effective. It's preseason, and it's Phoenix, which isn't a great team despite people trying to hype it up because of the Chris Paul trade. They're not a very good team. But if they can continue to, if they can reproduce what they've been able to do against the Clippers and now the Suns in games that matter and just continue to get better from that, you're talking about found gems Kuz was late first round, but damn, THT was late second round. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, found gems. So that's what I was thinking about. I, w I didn't really care about the, the interviews or anything like that. Um, and obviously with the rumors about Kuz out there, you know, I could obviously be getting ahead of myself in the whole fantasy of them two being together in games that matter for years to come. Nonetheless, when I was watching them last night, I couldn't help but think, you got an attacking strong, aggressive guard in THT, and he can kick it out to a competent and ball-handling coups, and we still got AD after LeBron? I'm, I, was, I was thinking like that. You're thinking long-term, man. I like it. You're looking deep into that crystal ball. You're seeing three years into the future. I was man, just wondering. Two might end up getting packaged for, for James Harden, and I could just be stupid. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen. Hey, LZ, listen. After what I read today in this ESPN piece about James Harden, and I know we talked to Mason in Ireland about it, I would mm -hmm. not want I, I would not want James Harden on my team. Like, I know he's a great scorer, and he's a great shooter, and he's an all-time great player, at least in this era. But seriously, if his attitude 
is what they describe. And look, there's a lot of guys who have some eccentric personalities in the NBA. We've talked about Kyrie Irving, and you said you hadn't listened to that guy in a long time. There's just a lot of eccentric dudes in this league now, you know, guys who yep. can do what they want to do because they got that kind of cash. But man, if James Harden is what they've described, either Houston is just garbage as an organization for letting them get away with it, or you can't have this guy on your team because he'll take you down. I mean, that's just the way I read it. Well, I think it's important to remember this isn't a situation that this has been a, something about James since he's been in the league, right? He was perfectly fine, getting better and better with OKC. And even in the year or so with Kevin McHale, you didn't hear this, right? You didn't hear this kind of conversation about James Harden. So I, I would tend to think once him and Kevin McHale fell out and ownership decided to go with the player, which is generally what happens in this situation anyway, he realized he had more power and he was willing to use that power as much as he possibly could. And the new coach brought in allowed him to have that power faster into what he's become today. But I didn't need to, and it's excellent reporting, by the way, but to read the story to know what was going on in Houston because he's not being held accountable on the court. So you're not going to tell me off court he's, he's held accountable, but on the court they let things go. No, mm -hmm. chances are what you see on the court happens off the court. So I already suspected that dynamic. Yeah, I want to talk more about this as the afternoon goes on. But coming up next, Mike Bone is the athletic director at USC. Some earlier in the week controversy, LZ, when Mike mm. Bone went on an ESPN overnight radio show, a national radio show that we air here on 710, and really said that he understands as the former athletic director at Cincinnati kind of the craze and the size, the magnitude of the Ohio State program. When he said that, it was definitely received by many as, why is he not politicking on behalf of USC? And then Keyshawn the next morning went crazy on Mike Bone because he's like, we're SC. We're as big, if not bigger, than Ohio State. So Keyshawn will join us a little bit later on. But let's talk to Mike Bone about this and what's going on with SC as they prep for tomorrow night's Pac-12 championship. Mike Bone coming up next. Kaplan in for Sedano. Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Mike Bone is about to join us here on Sedano and LZ. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. So Tuesday of this week, we were playing audio from Mike Bone on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN mm -hmm. Radio. And I'll paraphrase, but, but Mike was saying, look, I, I was the athletic director at the University of Cincinnati. Ohio State has all of this uh, preconceived greatness. And being in the state of Ohio, when you're mid-major to them, you, you see how Ohio State is treated. Okay, fine. And then Keyshawn, the next morning, LZ, said, man, that, that does not represent me, does not represent Trojans, and, and said, look, um, you know, USC doesn't have to take a back seat to Ohio State. 
And Keyshawn was pretty fired up. So what do you think, LZ? Should we talk to Mike Bone about this? I think that's a great idea. All right. On to the we celebrity hotline. talk to Mr. Bone. Yeah. Morongo. Play it safe. Good times, Morongo. By the way, I love those TV commercials, guys. Great stuff. All right. Here's Mike Bone on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Hey, Mike. Hey, good afternoon to you, gentlemen. It's nice to be with you on the uh, pre-eve of the Pac-12 championship game being in the Coliseum tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. Look at that. A plug, a little cheering, and a compliment all in one intro. You know how to do this stuff, Mike. <laughs> oh, come on, LZ. You're working with the best there. So, uh, you know, uh, you've you got to be ready to go. And uh, uh, we just are so proud to be in this game. I'm proud of our team. I'm proud of our coaches. I'm excited to, about the great recruiting day uh, that they produced yesterday. But uh, just, just looking forward to a big, big night in the Coliseum for us. All right, Mike Bone, let me ask you. So you, you know what's happened here in the last couple of days. What you said on ESPN Radio was interpreted as not being politician enough for USC. Mike, do you think USC, if you guys win tomorrow night against Oregon and something happens amongst some of these other championship games this weekend, should USC be politicking to get into the college football championship? Well, of course we will, and and we're going to continue to to tout the awesome things about USC, our incredible tradition, and uh, our great players that have been here, and and all those incredible things that represent who we are. And uh, you know, the bottom line is is that uh, we haven't performed at a standard that we're used to here, and one that we're growing towards that uh, prevents us from being ranked high enough to be able to be considered in it at this time. But uh, our focus is all on Oregon, all in. Now, in the event we're fortunate enough to win that game uh, after playing uh, our third game in 13 days and then being off uh, 20-some-plus days, then I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. And uh, what are we going to talk about? Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that we believe that uh, Oregon, uh, excuse me, Arizona State, Utah, and Oregon are really good football teams. And if they had 12 games to be able to prove that, we think they would be able to do that. And uh, we think a, a win over Oregon would give us four Sagarin top 30 wins, which would be tied with Alabama. So we currently have three. Notre Dame has two, Ohio State has two, Clemson has one. But, uh, again, it, it's, it's premature to talk about all that if we don't take care of business tomorrow night, and that's 110% of our focus is on that right now. Um, Mike, I, I realize that, you know, you're very cognizant of what, you know, Keyshawn had to say about your initial comments, and that may or may not have influenced what you said to Bill Plasky, you know, is later um, in the L.A. Times, but you said that the situation is just frustrating uh, in a quote. What exactly in this process is just frustrating for you? Well, I think, Elsie, that's a great question. I think it starts on a lot of levels, and our vision is to be the most student-athlete centric program in the country so i'm frustrated for our student athletes that uh you know they weren't able to play a game against uh, a top 25 team in colorado one week i'm frustrated that our athletes uh, uh didn't know who they were playing until monday at noon i'm frustrated about uh, really how our, our our team is viewed 
and I'm frustrated about the fact we couldn't play more games. I'm frustrated that maybe we weren't able to start the season a little bit sooner. Uh, you know, so I could go on and on and on, but the bottom line is our young men in our program have met the challenge, and they have sacrificed a great deal to be able to play and to be tested every day, to be isolated in, in their quarters, to uh, have their meals uh, independently, to uh, get their game plan and all their practice uh, plan information on Zoom. Uh, you know, I could go on with all the challenges that, that really is in front of them. And, uh, again, I think that our team is, is uh, as an elite quarterback. We have one of the most prolific offenses in all of college football. We're peaking at the right time. Our defense is uh, amongst one of the most disruptive in all of college football. We're forcing three turnovers a game, which is second most in all of college football. And more importantly, we're a complete team. Our special teams' efficiency ratings are the best in the country, including net field position, average offensive starting field position, and opponent average starting field position. So I'm excited for tomorrow, but uh, we have work to do. Oregon's going to come in here with, uh, with uh, their hair on fire, ready to go, and uh, we're going to have to be ready. But I'm excited we're playing in the Coliseum. All right, Mike Bone, the athletic director at USC. Mike, um, if let's just – play it out here for a second again let's say sc wins let's say there's uh let's say clemson blasts notre dame um let's say there's an upset let's just say ohio state were to get upset i mean is it not the job of the athletic director to whether you believe it a hundred percent or not man to go out and to sell hey we're usc we're the pac-12 this is the los angeles television market SC produces Heisman Trophy winners, national champions, first-round draft choices, Hall of Famers. USC belongs in the same breath with Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, etc. Is it not the job then to go out there and try, even if you know it's futile, to try and get into the college football playoff? No, I think we are always promoting our program, and uh, I think that's why we, uh, we uh, do everything that we can. Some of it is not... Uh, visible to every member of the media because we work behind the scenes. Uh, we're fortunate that the PAC-12 has a representative on the CFP selection committee and Rick George in Colorado. Uh, our commissioner's been uh, very active behind the scenes. The PAC-12 office has been active. We have been active, and uh, we'll continue to do that. And I believe that's why we had a uh, single-digit recruiting class uh, ranking yesterday is because people recognize that. And great athletes want to come here and be a part of that legacy, that tradition, that stage, and, and compete for championships. And we recognize that's the standard, and uh, it's important for us to uh, ensure that we're constantly selling the program, and that's what we do every day. What is the standard this season? I mean, it's disjointed. You have teams in the Big Ten that have only played five games. You have teams outside of the Big Ten, of the, of the top ten, that have played more than twice that number of games. Why wait until things are back to normal to make an argument in a season in which nothing is normal, and why not fight? Well, I think that you, you make a great point, and that's back to the frustration. I think this year has been extremely uh, complex associated with who's playing, who's not playing, changing uh, opponents, changing games, games being 
uh, canceled, I mean, uh, and postponed. We had to postpone one of our own, and, and that is frustrating. And I think that's why, uh, you know, the, when we started, it made sense for the Pac-12. I'm really proud of our medical professionals that have helped us get to this point. But, again, having uh, different leagues, different number of games, different opponents, some playing non-conference, some not, is, is just a, a different standard. And I think that's why when you think about it, you know, the, having the committee uh, represent all those different factions, they, they have their hands full. And I think that's the point I was trying to make the other night is that if you're not ranked early and you're not on the top, it's difficult to scratch into the top unless the top is knocked off. And obviously I think that's why the progress we're making this year is going to bode well for us uh, not only this season but uh, down the stretch because we're playing good football. And uh, I think that's a, the most important thing is that we are focused on ensuring that our product on the field is one that we can all take pride in. And, and uh, uh, you're right, Scott. I mean, we represent the Los Angeles market. We represent an incredible fan base, a great institution with great support. And we understand how important all that is. And that's why we're committed to doing everything we can to represent that Trojan faithful and Trojan family that means so much to us. LZ, I just want Trojan on Trojan Love. I want Keyshawn to use that massive platform of his that's ESPN's morning show. And Mike Bone, I want these guys off the air. I need, I need like some USC love between these guys, LZ. That's what I'm trying to say here. Well, it's, it's up to, to Mike to reach out to the alumni who have a big platform and to have and recruit them in terms of trying to pump up what SC has accomplished in this disjointed season. You know, I would make the argument that you know, yeah, we're 5-0, and but you know how difficult it is to, to be undefeated in a season this disjointed? Why are losing teams ahead of us when we do this without losing and we're in the bubble? And, in fact, our state has more strict restrictions than, than a number of other states, those in the SEC. I mean, I would be going to town, but I would have been going to town earlier because in the political process, you got to plant the seed before reap the harvest you can't go to the farm trying to reap a harvest you didn't plant the seeds yet all right mike uh it is great to be with you just by the way and we're very glad that you came on and, and talked about this stuff we wish sc the best of luck tomorrow night in the pac-12 championship congratulations to the team for the excellent recruiting class and mike let's let's do a beautiful thing man we want everybody in scville to be happy because we won't we don't want Keyshawn on national radio ripping you and vice versa. From, I mean, come on. From, from, from your mouth to their ears, Scott, we certainly are very proud and appreciative of their support. And uh, we recognize that uh, we're going we, to continue to commit to doing everything we can to build a winner and build a program everyone can be proud of. And uh, we're, we're, uh, don't let there be any doubt about our commitment to that. And uh, we're enjoying it. And, again, couldn't be prouder of our young men that represent us. And I'm anxious to watch them compete tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. All right. Mike Bone stopping by on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah you all take care. Happy holidays and fight on. Yeah, right back to you, man. Happy holidays. LZ, that was awesome at the end. That was awesome. About how you would have been planting that seed and you would have been doing it months ago. That was beautiful, man. <laughs> Look at what the pros do, man. I'm, I'm not recreating something brand new out of the air. Nick Saban begins lobbying for the pl college football uh, uh, playoffs 
before the first game is played. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about this. Keyshawn's coming up. I'll be curious to hear what he has to say. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. What's going on, everybody? It's a Thursday afternoon. We are about 30 minutes away from kickoff between the Raiders and the Chargers. Will the Mm. Chargers find some new exotic way to lose? Or will the Raiders, who are all beat up on defense, find themselves... No longer in the playoff race after a game like tonight. LZ, let me, uh, sure. let, me, let me get your opinion on what you just heard from Mike Bohm. What do you think? Um, I, I understand you know, where he's coming from in terms of the mentality, but I just feel like it's the wrong mentality for this moment. He needs to be a bulldog. This is the wild, wild west. It isn't simply whether you've won or whether you've lost. It's also... Who do you have in your pocket? Who's, who's arguing on your behalf when you're not in the room? And the only way you get people arguing on your behalf when you're not in the room is that you're talking to them before they even get in the room. That's why this process has got to be earlier. You know, and I, I understand that he, you know, I believe he also went to school in Ohio in, in addition to being an AD. So I understand he has a certain reverence for this Ohio state. It looms very large in the state. It looms very large in the Midwest where I'm from. I get that. But this is L.A. This is California. This is S.C. So you can have a healthy respect for an Ohio state and what they've accomplished, but you shouldn't be deferential. Not if you're S.C. I, I totally agree. I mean, S.C., this is my opinion, should never take a backseat to anybody in college football it doesn't listen let me let me pose it to you this way lz you ready you ever you ever see the show sesame street when we were little kids you remember sesame street i sure do i still watch it oh really that's a good program what's wrong with sesame street no no i haven't seen it in a long time but but you know how they used to do the one bit where they'd go okay here's four things one of them doesn't belong which one doesn't belong remember yep okay let me give you let me give you an example alabama notre dame Coastal Carolina, <laughs> USC. Who doesn't belong? They got Coastal Carolina above SC, dog. <laughs> they got Coastal Carolina. And you on this radio show offering respect for the great things that people have done. Man, I, like, I, don't, I don't agree with Key in the sense of it's because he's from, he's not a Trojan that he doesn't get it. I don't, I don't buy that part of it because – you know, Kareem was not from L.A., and he didn't start off a Laker, but damn, he figured it out, <laughs> I, would, I would say, right? So I don't think you have to be born and raised to truly understand a particular culture of a region, but you certainly need to be paying attention, and you certainly need to be, to be talking to people who do know and understand it, and one of those people happens to be Keyshawn. Listen, and I know that he hadn't talked to Keyshawn. I know, and, and what Mike should do, is Mike should get on the phone with Keyshawn and go, you know what the beauty of Keyshawn is? He's got the ESPN National Morning Show. Keyshawn 
has influence because of the number of radio stations he's on and because the, the show is televised as well. Keyshawn should be the biggest cheerleader, which he is, of USC football. And, mm-hmm. and, if, and if the athletic director or the coach is in his ear every week saying, yo, go, dude, you got to hype us up, man. You know, we, we, we're, we belong in this college football playoff. Keyshawn's a, a great, great uh, tool to use, right? Um, he is. Because when if you, you talk to him. Well, that's, that's the whole key. <laughs> you got you to reach out to him. Because, again, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, USC, those four schools, that, that all works. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Coastal Carolina doesn't work. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cincinnati doesn't work. SC is amongst those programs, historically speaking. And so to your point, you may be a realist, which is we didn't start in the top 10 and it was going to be hard to grind if nobody really fell down. But, right. <laughs> but instead of being a realist, forget it being a realist, put on a short skirt, put on some pom-poms and be a cheerleader, Jack. That's the way I feel. <laughs> well, if your knees are ashy. Well, you got to have the proper lotion, dude. You got to make sure your skin looks right, you know? I said lotion, but you got ashy knees. What do you do with ashy knees? Some oil, some butter, some creams. Oh. You know, spe- you know, you say I, I, Band-Aid for a gas wound. You need to go in there and do some moisturizing, brother. Moisturizing. Yeah. I mentioned short skirt. You know, I saw a movie last night after the Laker game. I saw a movie called Bombshell. You ever hear about this movie on Amazon Prime? What is it called? It's called Bombshell. It's about the Fox News, um, Roger Ailes. Um, oh, yeah. Sexual yeah. harassment. Charlie Theron. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's really good. You got to see it. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's really good. It's on my list. is way down. It wasn't on my list. It wasn't on my list. My girlfriend told me that I needed to watch it so we could have a discussion about it, so I just did what I was told. Oh, nap. Are you in trouble? No, no, I'm not in any trouble. It's just that I, I just do what I'm told. I've, I have found LZ now, uh, after being divorced now in life, that you just do what you're told. It just makes things a lot easier. It's better, easier, way easier. I'm, I'm only asking because typically, you know, Bombshell isn't considered a chick flick. That's a message movie. So if she's asking you to watch a message movie, I'm just wondering if she's trying to send you a message. I don't know, man, but I, I took a message. I was like, man, I got three daughters. If any of my daughters are ever treated that way, oh, my God, would I be appalled by some animal who would ever do that to your daughter? Oh, my God. And I'm not like one of those overly protective crazy dads, but like, I mean, I was like, it was, it was gnarly, I got to say. And those guys walked out of there loaded. They walked out with millions after they were able to pull that off, so... Anyway, yeah, well, it's worth not, it's worth your time. Themselves. I think. I okay. think it's worth your time. All right, All right coming up. Still watching Tenet. Tenet. I don't, I don't know it. Tenet. Mm-mm. I'll talk to about it on the other side. All right, I look forward to it. All right, coming up. What you need to know, and I'll tell you one of the things you need to know. Keyshawn will be here. What will Keyshawn say about? Some of what Mike Bone had to say just moments ago. Plus, we're about 20 minutes away from kickoff now between the Raiders and the Chargers, and we definitely want to get back to what happened last night between the Lakers and the Suns. Stick around, everybody. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. All right, what you need to know being presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. That's one thing you might need to know. LZ in the house. You definitely need to know that. Yeah, yeah, I like to stay in the house. We know. 
Keyshawn Johnson's coming up with a response to what Mike Bone just said moments ago. That's something you need to know. We'll get there coming up in just a matter of moments. But I'm not positive you need to know this, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway, <laughs> LZ. You ready to go? All right. Okay. Do you know who Iron Eagle is? Iron Eagle? Iron. I-A-N. Iron Eagle. Oh, I-A-N? No, I do not. Don't know Iron Eagle, the I-Man. I do not. Ian Eagle is a uh, play-by-play man for CBS Sports and their coverage of the NFL. I would say he's the number two or number three guy. I think it's Jim Nance is number one. I think Ian Eagle might be two and Kevin Harlan three. I might have those two backwards. So he's got a pretty high visibility job with CBS. And um, you also probably know him from being a play-by-play man uh, on TNT for the NBA, although he's been the Nets broadcaster for a long time. Sort of an understudy to Marv Albert. Name doesn't ring a bell. Ian Eagle. Don't have a clue. Gotcha. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. But he went okay. on the Dan Lebitard show just the other day. And he explained that he's never used a condiment in his life. Doesn't use condiments. No ketchup. No mustard. No mayo. Not a condiment guy. Says he only puts salt on fries. This seemed to upset a lot of people. I don't know why exactly. LZ, hmm. condiments. Sir? Are you are you are you a condiment person? I am. What do you I mean, use? Of course. I'm assuming we're talking like hot sauce is a condiment. Okay, I'll go with that. What kind of hot sauce you use? All of them. Not really tap- that picky. No. Tabasco though. That is a big Tabasco guy. But generally speaking. You know, any house, Cholua, whatever, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Sriracha. Anything like Cholula versus Tapatio. Ch, 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 ch. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> All right, you like Sriracha? I do, yep. Okay, Iron Eagle goes on to say that he does use barbecue sauce. That's a condiment. Oh, Game's well. over. Okay. He, Game's over. <laughs> he says he doesn't consider barbecue sauce to be a condiment. You don't get to make up your own rules just so you can have some sort of reality about what you think you are. You can't use a condiment but then protest never to use condiments. Come on. You know this, Cap. Yeah. He says that um, he says he definitely uses barbecue sauce and then says, I'm not a communist. Well, that's to be debated. <laughs> So, uh, you don't they, use ketchup, dog. What am I supposed to do? If you're not allergic to tomatoes, then what is the rationale for not using ketchup on something? Right. Love ketchup. Heinz. Heinz ketchup. Oh, I don't, don't really care. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a big yeah. difference. You know, Heinz Because I, I, I have no idea what's in Dodger Stadium when I put it on my Dodger dog, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to front now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, is Keyshawn ready to roll here, guys? Because those are things you need to know, but that you don't really need to know, I don't think. <laughs> All right, Keyshawn well, will be here in a matter of moments. Apparently, I need to know Ian Eagle, so let me... Well, you know, Ian Eagle... I don't, you know what it is? Tell and me. this is the honest to God truth. Generally speaking, I do not pay attention very much at all to play-by-play. Sometimes I'm in bars. Most times I'm in bars, so I don't hear it anyway. Um, you know, a lot of times I watch games without volume. 
So, so, so I'm, 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 I'm weird that way. I happen to love Iron Eagle. You know, I've worked with him quite a bit because we do Monday Night Football together on the road during the radio season. You know, this is in a normal year. And so I've worked with him many times. One time we were down in Atlanta, LZ. We mm-hmm. were down, we were, we were calling a game. The Packers were playing the Falcons in a divisional round playoff game. And we went into a restaurant. And he was wearing a baseball cap. And the, the waitress came over and she said, sir, if you don't mind, um, could you take off your hat? And he said, and he's a real sweetheart of a guy. And he's like, oh, man, I've got terrible hat head, really. You know, I'd rather not. And she's like, no, sir, you don't seem to understand. We can't serve you if you're wearing a hat inside. And I looked at him. I go, bro, we're in the Bible belt. Take your hat off, you know? <laughs> he, just, he just didn't know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, okay. Keyshawn Johnson is ready to go, LZ. You ready to talk to Key? Absolutely. All right, here he is. Keyshawn Johnson is back on 710 ESPN. Good evening, Key. How are you, man? Good. I've never left. That is true. You didn't really leave, but you know, just a few moments ago, you weren't here. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> All right. Um, what, what's Key, up? we're going to cut to the chase here, buddy. Yeah. Go ahead, LZ. We just had Mike Bone on as exit you, and oh, our great, our great athletic director. Your your great athletic director, and I'm just curious before we go into what he said. Have you cooled down at all emotionally, or are you at the same place you were when you initially heard his comments on on the radio here? I didn't. I don't think I needed to cool down. I wasn't hot. I was expressing my feelings toward his understanding of what USC's athletic and football program and university is. From what I gathered, he didn't really have a real strong sense of what being a Trojan was all about, and I was just expressing my feelings has having been a part of the University of Southern California since I was seven years old. Seven. I'm 48 now. Do the math. I've been a part of the university since I was seven years old. Started as a ball boy. Ended, ended as a graduate. And all in between, a football player and everything else. So, go figure. You want to hear what he had to say or no? Uh, absolutely. All right. We asked Mike Bone, Keyshawn, we said, you know, are you going to politic on behalf of SC? And here's his answer. Well, of course we will. And, and we're going to continue to, to tout the awesome things about USC, our incredible tradition and uh, our great players that have been here and, and all those incredible things that represent who we are. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is that uh, we haven't performed at a standard that we're used to here and one that we're growing towards that uh, prevents us from being ranked high enough to be able to be considered in it at this time. Key, what do you think? Man, do we got – can we talk about something else, really? Like, that doesn't even <laughs> – that, so, that sounds so prepared, a prepared statement. Like, seriously, like – I don't know, man. Dude, dude got me. I'll get in trouble. I'll mess around and get y'all show canceled. You know, you, you, okay, that's cool. We haven't performed at the level that, but guess what? We performed this year. We were undefeated. Uh, and it's not even, look, do, it, let's be realistic here. Do I think that USC can beat Alabama? No. Do I think USC can beat Clemson? No. Do I think that USC can beat Ohio State? No. No. 
I don't. Do I think they can beat Notre Dame? Eh, maybe. I'm not sold on Notre Dame like that. But what I could tell you is, is if I don't mention it and I don't talk about it and I don't jump up and down and scream about it as the athletic director or president of the school, then nobody will ever know if we could because we'll never get the opportunity. If I sit around and worry about what has gone on two, three, four years ago when we were not undefeated, then nobody will pay attention. That's my whole thing. My whole thing is we all know that the program has struggled in the past. We all know that it didn't, it didn't live up to snuff a year ago. But it's undefeated. They're in the Pac-12 championship game tomorrow, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Okay? They're in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon. The conversation should be simple. We deserve to get a look just like everybody else that's undefeated, just like Ohio State that's playing in a championship game, that uh, one of the criteria of the C, uh, the college, the CFP, winning your conference. If we win our conference, we should have some major consideration about the possibilities of planning. You know, yes, we struggled against Arizona. Yes, we struggled against Arizona State. The bottom line, we won. We beat Utah in Utah. We beat Washington State. We came back and beat UCLA. We won. We're going to beat an Oregon team, hopefully. Now have the conversation. Don't act like, oh, well, you know, it's almost like he wants Ohio State. Oh, you know, I'm from Ohio. I was in Cincinnati, and, and we, we, you know, we always played those teams. I competed against. Don't nobody care about who you competed against, man. All we care about is you showing that you care about that university and getting them in an opportunity and showing people you have an opportunity to talk about USC on a national level and get that name out there and that recognition and convincing the people of the committee that they really need to seriously think about the program and the brand. He lost me. Ohio State program is, is big and bad, and it's almost like USC ain't nothing. So you should go work for Ohio State. That's the way I took it. No, LZ, I'm, I'm going to need some instant I, I, analysis here, LZ. Well, I, I mean, you, you heard my questioning. I, I feel great. the only place where Key and I really differ here is where I don't think you need to have been a Trojan in order to understand Trojan culture. You just need to. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You're, you're absolutely right. You don't. But you, you can't be oblivious either. True. 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 You don't, because a lot of people work at the university that didn't graduate from the school. But they are, but they they have a real clear understanding, a very clear understanding of what's important. But maybe we don't want to, maybe we don't care anymore. I don't know, man. I don't, you know. I'm gonna root for him tomorrow. That's all I can do. I can't play for him anymore. So you know? key, what, what do you? What would you? What you ultimately want, though, from what I can gather, is because you said you don't think they can beat Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, or Ohio State. You may, Notre Dame, maybe. But you said the other three top teams, you said, I don't think USC can beat them. So what you want, from what I can gather, is the opportunity to at least play them and the representative from your program to go out and politic to get you that opportunity. Is that what you want? Yes. You think, you think Oklahoma, the couple times that they was in the championship, they could have beat them teams? No. They were not going to beat Georgia. They were not going to beat Alabama or Clemson or none of them. 
They weren't going to beat them, but guess what? They got an opportunity to play them. The, the other part of it is, is, is when you go to SC, and by the way, it doesn't have to just be SC. It's any of the, the name brand historical programs. When you go to SC, you think of Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, SC. SC's right there amongst all of the, the giants of college football, historically speaking. I, mean, I would never try to downplay. How are you going to downplay USC? Oh, you know, we've been down. We're not quite the same as those programs, so they get the benefit of the doubt because they're better. Like, what? Like, you don't even sound right, dude. What are you talking about? I was like, you call it a hiccup? We had a brief hiccup, but obviously we're back. And <laughs> you keep it you keep it moving. My thing was what I said to him directly and also, you know, to Cap, was that, you know, this type of lobbying needed to have started weeks earlier. You know, once the Pac-12 as a society was going to participate in this shenanigans of a college football season, then the lobbying for, you know, Heisman, being in the college football rankings, that conversation, that lobbying begins very early in the process. It certainly doesn't wait until this point in the season before you start saying, hey, what about us? No, you're you're right. But when I have the opportunity to have that conversation, I certainly want to have it. So, Key, you know, no matter when it is. So let me ask you this. Are, are you, you're, a, you're a, an SC guy your whole life. You mentioned it. 41 years as a Trojan. You're a supporter of the program. This is who they chose to hire as athletic director because he's been a professional athletic director for 20 years. What can we do here? And I'm being very serious because it's your school, man. You know, it's not his school. It's your school. You went to school there. You lived your whole life as an SC Trojan. It's a job for him. What can we do or what do you want him to do to get you on his team for the good of SC football. I'm, I'm being very serious. I, I'm not against him, no, Cap. I'm not against him. I'm not against him at all. If he if he would ever pick up the phone and call me or reach out or have one of his guys, you know, he's been at the in the program now with almost a, over a year. I ain't never met the man. I ain't got a phone call, a birthday card, a thank you letter, or Coach Helton I know. I know other people in the athletic department I've communicated with, I know and talked to. I've never, I don't even know what this dude looked like unless I saw him on television. Never met him. Never, ever, ever, ever. Hey, we're having a dinner. Why don't you come? Or, hey, we're, I never. Last time I talked to somebody that was in his department was at the Rose Bowl, Oregon versus Wisconsin. Remember that, LZ, when I told you? I talked to his right-hand man. (laughs) His right-hand man gave me the political party line, walked up to me, and was like, hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? So-and-so, I used to be in Cleveland with the Cleveland Browns, and I worked with, with, with Mike Baum over at Sin- University of Cincinnati. You know, I'm kind of trying to figure this thing out here at USC. I'm the assistant, I'm like assistant AD, associate athletic director, something like that he said to me. <laughs> and, oh, you know, we've been, we've been uh, you know, we've been trying to get a hold of you. I'm like, you ain't been trying to get a hold of me. Everybody right. in the city of L.A. know how to find me when they're looking for me. <laughs> Hell, everybody all over the universe can find me. It's not that difficult. He's on billboards. You know, I just kind of – you remember the conversation I told you. I just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just like, whatever, dude. I don't, I'm the wrong one. Go, 
I think I might have told him I'm the wrong one. Go talk to Matt Liner standing over there or something like that. I just kind of like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm go talk to because somebody else, man, because you you trying to you, you trying to okie doke me. It's ridiculous, Cap. I went to a Mac school. I am nowhere near the football aficionado that Key is, but Key can tell you when they were trying to recruit one of our football coaches. The Alumni Association Athletic Department also reached out to me because when you're thirsty and you're hungry and you're desperate, you try everything to get it right. Everything. The fact that they hadn't talked to Key tells me everything I need to know about their strategy going forward, and it's not pleasing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need them to talk to me. That's on them. I'm just saying Cap asked, and I'm like, well, they but, 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 but here's the thing, you know, though, Key. I go to every game at home. And I talk to Coach Helton, and I talk to assistant coaches, and I root for them, and I wear my Trojan stuff, and I support the program, and I'm never going to let people talk bad about the program. I just – I know who I'm dealing with. I know the political games that people play. I know that they hang out at their Trojan clubs, and they drink their white wine. I, I get it. I understand it. I know what school I went to, and I know what school I represent and I love. I know what Cardinal and Gold means to me. All right, Keyshawn Johnson, as usual, bringing it strong here on a Thursday afternoon on Sedano and LZ. Hey, Key, we got to hustle, but uh, what's for dinner tonight? I picked up sushi just now, so I'm going to go eat sushi, watch the Raider game, Raider Charger game, pull for Anthony Lynn to win, and uh, drink a little sake and go to bed, wake up and do my show. Mm. Sake you, from you, the, are the are you, sushi Are you wearing place? your scarf? Saki from the sushi place. No, it's not. You know what? It, I picked it up, so I just ran in and ran out. In fact, I got on California flip-flops in the snow. Nice. Oh, yeah, big oh, snowstorm back what? there. Oh, oh. Yeah, I just I put on some sweat flip-flops. I'm in the car, so it's not – I'm not cold. And I just – all I did okay. was jumped out, LZ, ran in, and got back in the car. There was no snow on the curb. Everything is pushed to the, to the side, so I wasn't, like, stepping in snow or anything like that. But it was a uh, it was a disaster over the last twenty four hours for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing I hate about here, uh, let me let you guys go, man. You know, I had to pay somebody to clean the curb to push the snow away from the house. Like I don't own the sidewalk, dude. Like this is the city. Why are y'all making me pay <laughs> to clean off the street? That's a straight New York hustle. Uh, (laughs) and i was telling all the guys i said when it rains in la they're not charging me to push the water (laughs) off the sidewalk they're not asking me to do that but you're asking me to remove snow from the sidewalk that's in front of my unit i I just it's a hustle yeah they must have paid you an absolute s ton of money to leave la to leave your hometown to go live in that cold weather again. It's one thing when you're playing for the Jets. It's another thing when you're talking on the radio. I saw those videos of you walking in early in the morning like, dude, it's cold. I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I'm a well, fair weather brother, man. Put it this way. It, it's, it's fun. Let's just say that. They paid me fun. <laughs> Key, great to talk to you tonight. Appreciate the response to what Mike Bone had to say. Thanks, man. All right, no problem. Thanks, brother. All right. All right, there you go. All right, that's good response right there, LZ. That's good. And we get a lot of people talking to us on Twitter tonight about this Mike Bone versus Keyshawn thing. Mike's got to reach out to Key. He's got to. They got to be on the I, same I don't, team. I don't, dude, I don't understand. 
I, I, like I know that's your boy and everything, and I know he's a professional and, and the whole nine, and clearly he's very successful. But if I'm coming to a school like SC, and a number one overall pick had a radio show that he showed to Monday through Friday down the street, he's one of the first people I'm talking to, dog. Yep, he's one of the first people. That's just right. that, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me unless. You don't want to hear what he has to say. Well, wait. Hold that thought. Hold that thought, LZ. Let's get some traffic, and I want to hear you finish that thing off. Coming right back. 